All right, guys, and welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about identity theft prevention. We are back with our resident nerd, Thomas. <laughs> I have a moniker. So since we're doing a lot of technological security and privacy and different things like that in this series, uh, we thought we'd have Thomas back yet again, and we'll try to get him. I've just not left yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've remained at the table the whole time. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. We've been doing classes for several yeah. weeks now, and he's just sitting in the middle of the floor on the table. <clears throat> yeah. You know, whatever. <clears throat> he just likes to be seen and heard. <laughs> Even when the leak appeared right in front of his head and was popping off. <laughs> Those who know me know just how much I love being seen and heard. <laughs> okay, but you do like to talk. When I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this episode, as with most all of our episodes, is brought to you by Blackout Coffee. This morning we are drinking Brutal Awakening. Brutal. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys know how we feel about Blackout Coffee. They are the best, in my opinion, small batch coffee company. Uh, go over to impactgear.live slash coffee to get yours today and use the coupon code Impact Defense. We'll get you 10% off if they don't have another promotion going on. All right, so I'm picking up the news story again today. In late July 2007, after a store refused to accept Dee's personal check after running through it through a check verification service, <laughs> Dee called her bank and learned that someone had written 10 to 15 checks on her account, withdrawing $5,000. She said the bogus checks had, had her account number on them, but the names of two other people with California addresses. She said the checks were issued in San Diego and Chula Vista, California. On realizing that she had become an identity theft victim, Dee said she had a sick feeling that it was actually happening to her. Dee said the police told her that a, pr a person who had checks with her account number was arrested by authorities in San Diego and prosecuted on an unrelated charge. Dee said she closed her checking account and opened a new one. She said the bank returned $5,000 to her account, and she hasn't actually had any further identity theft problems. That is actually a very mild case of identity theft, honestly. You and I found the same website. You just got there a tiny bit before me. <laughs> yeah, this one had like all kinds of stories about identity theft. The first and one I clicked on ended up being like five pages long, and I was like, I'm not reading that. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Okay. Yeah, so we were all racing to find a story really quick. So, But, yeah, I mean, it's out there, and I have heard of much, much worse story than he had to deal with. But, you know, I mean, it's all pain in the butt. Okay. So anyway, so we're talking about identity theft. I think you have that. That one's simple. And that one's probably as much as I've ever experienced. And that's usually someone getting a hold of my debit card number by some type of skimmer or something probably like that. And then using it for things. One time we did have uh, my bank call me. And we talked about this uh, in the last podcast that we were all together. Uh, my, my bank called me one time and said, hey, uh, did you purchase a flight from Germany to England. And I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, they said, okay, then you probably didn't also purchase the flight from England to Spain. I said, no, no, that was not me. So, um, and I also purchased hotels. And you know, I was like, 
awesome great so they did take care of all of that and that was not a big deal but sometimes it is so so much worse Mm -hmm. and can affect your life for years yeah credit card theft is 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 one thing that probably if, if you've had a credit card or even a debit card for more than a decade there's a good chance you've had your card stolen at least once yeah um you know for us um my wife and I, we don't we don't exactly use cards in um, in on, on like uh, you know, kind of seedy websites or anything like that or any stores. But yet we've had our cards stolen so many times that I have every card swipe transaction get emailed to me. Yeah, and so I'm constantly like, with my wife, did you buy this? Did you do this? Did yeah. you do something? Um, you know, and, and and she understands. I'm not like. <laughs> trying to you know control the purse strings so to speak so i'm like all right i don't understand what this website is what is this yeah um it is so prevalent now it is it really is and i guess to go ahead and jump into it from a tech standpoint a couple years ago i was i was in a conference and one of the most mind-blowing seminars i've ever gone through was a dude i want to say he worked for palo alto which is one of the uh the big networking tech firms um, I want to say it was Palo Alto is who he worked for. He did this demo, and in 20 minutes, he said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go slow enough so that you can really watch or track what I'm doing. Just see that I'm doing this for real. And he started going through this dark web. You know, I'm using my air quotes like I've, mm-hmm. like I've used yeah. before. He started going through the dark web. He went out there really quick, and in 20 minutes, he had found one individual's credit card number, home address, bank account info, um, we logged into his savings account to see how much money he oh had. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, I didn't you know, prep for this before the seminar. I'm doing all this live. I'm just randomly seeing what's available right now. Um, oh. And, of course, you know, a lot of this stuff were, were logins. You know, I, I mentioned before about not responding to texts and emails because then they know somebody's there. Yeah. He, he bought one of these lists. It was like five or ten bucks. And it was a list that was like everything is, is uh, priced based on the age of the list because the older the list of email addresses or credit card information or usernames, passwords, the older it is, the more stale it becomes, the yeah. less trustworthy it is because people, they probably now know there's a data breach, the news talked about it, yeah. this, that, and the other. People probably changed their passwords or done things to protect. And so he bought an older, staler list for like 5 or $10. They had thousands of logins and thousands of email addresses. And he just, he just scrolled, grabbed one randomly, and just started trying everything. And technically, now he didn't. And he was a researcher. He was a security researcher. And like I said, I want don't hold me to it. It's maybe Palo Alto is one of them. He was a security researcher that was, he was one of the, what they call gray hat hackers or whatever, yeah. white hat hackers, yeah. that was trying to figure out the ways the bad guys did things so that he could then in turn work with his company to provide the ways to protect us from the, you know. Right. You kind of got to know how to pick the lock before you understand how to create a secure lock. Right. And so he was one of those guys. But, yeah, it was in 20 minutes. And, and he said, this is all live. I don't want you to really be able to tell what I'm doing, so I'm going to go quick. And he did. He went quick. But he was hitting website after website. And before long, we had access into a savings account with six figures. Well, we oh didn't. He did. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so I mean, yeah, that's kind of like what we've done with social media uh, yeah. before. You know, we sat down and we looked at something. Somebody was a huge fan of Kylie's uh, on, on, you know, and, and we, we went in and we found out she was on vacation, where she was staying, uh, when she was planning on leaving, how long they've been there, all kinds of information that we found out in about five minutes. It was just scary. Mm-hmm. And that's just oversharing. That was oversharing, though. Yeah, it's easy to steal all that now. Yeah. No, that just kind of brings it to 
how identity theft happens. Like all of the different ways that it can potentially happen. Yeah. Yeah. And people can do it for financial benefit. People can do it to like get a hold of possibly, like you do it a medical uh, identity theft to possibly get certain prescriptions, maybe some of your prescriptions or something like that. People even do it what's considered criminal identity theft to basically take your identity, use your identity to commit a crime, and now you may be on, you know, in trouble for something they have done. Especially like online, you know, that works. Because there's no necessary face to online crimes. So You're talking about how do they get this uh, information. Sometimes um, folks willingly hand it over to websites mm-hmm. and things. And, and I was reminded, as you guys were talking, of, of one of the most infamous quotes from Mark Zuckerberg, who is the head of Facebook or kind of spearheaded. Meta now, it. Thomas. Yes, Meta. I, I hate it all. Um, but Mark Zuckerberg had made comments that when he first kind of got Facebook going, um, he was astonished at how he was requesting, you know, because initially it was just for um, uh, universities, colleges, higher Mm -hmm. education. You had to have a .edu account. He would request Social Security numbers. Really? And and his... um, his, his comment, because uh, this was leaked out, where he was having a conversation with somebody about that very thing. Uh, people just submitted it, talking about Social Security numbers. Yeah. He said, this is Zuckerberg talking. People just submitted it. I don't know why. They trust me. And he put it in quote marks, dumb fudgers, we'll say. <laughs> and, and it's like uh, a lot of times with, with identity theft, it is, you're, you're completely innocent. You know, yeah. some some other medical database uh, was breached, and there's a data leak, and there goes your social security number. There yeah. goes all your personal information. Other times, we need to be more mindful of where we're storing that information on third-party websites or with, with organizations or groups. I mean, it could, it could be most well-intentioned group in the world that just wants personal information about you, and then they lose it, and then... So we've talked about this before, but... Um you know, we had our martial arts school. That's kind of primarily what we do here. And there was a group of martial arts instructors and somebody was talking about this and said, you know, we need to teach people how to just be safer in everyday life, not just like physically, but everything. And he said he actually ran an experiment to where on his, on the registration, when somebody came in, he included social security numbers just to see how many people with unquestionably put it in. And he says over half the people just like, just wrote social security number in and, He's never questioned it, never did anything. And I was like, what did you do with that? And he's like, oh, you know, what? he's just, just filed away and locked up and everything. But he says, I was just. He's, you <laughs> asked him while the gleam from his gold necklace in your eyes was like, but no, what and, and, did you do with all that information? But, you know, he was, he was talking about how scary it was because people were just giving away so much information. I mean, who freaking needs a, your social security number when you're coming to take martial arts lessons or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think the only time I really use my social security number right now is when I'm going to my bank and have to take care of something on my account. Yeah. I mean, some of that can actually be considered like phishing because they're like scams that you're trying to get a hold of that, get a hold of that information. Sometimes, like I said, oversharing is just people are just willing to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that would, people do that. We talked about that in a previous podcast where we were all together doing this. Um, so there's, there's that where people are just trying to get you to give them their information and you're doing it willingly. Mm-hmm. That would be like phishing scams. 
and then as Thomas was talking about, there's hackers who actually go in there and, and just steal your account data, hack into certain things and get that. And then that. turn around and sell it. Yep, and then turn around and sell that. That's like a lot of the hackers, they aren't, they aren't trying to use your information. They're trying to turn around and make a profit off of it, give it to somebody else that will send there. Yeah. Do all that. And one thing that I found out was really prevalent in our area by being part of our <laughs> local chamber of commerce is credit card skimmers on um, gas, pumps. gas pumps and stuff. They said it is huge. The, the lady that is kind of in our local government that does that kind of stuff here she was talking about it was amazing how many how many gas stations it said it didn't matter how close to the interstate you are anything she says pretty much don't trust any of them because so many of them have skimmers on them if the if your credit card reader doesn't look flush and built into the gas pump if it looks like it's extending out that's usually a telltale sign so many of them are built that way anyway though that's the problem Oh, the skimmers are built into or like no 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 I'm, no I'm talking about the so many of the credit card things that you slide your credit card into well the are little thing kinda, but you're kind of sliding it into the pump I guess is what I'm referring mm, to okay because the, the card is making its way inside of the housing of the pump it's not staying outside but yeah she was just like go inside and and pay for your stuff mm-hmm. now I have a question for you um, so on something like that if you have the tap to pay at the t- at the pump would that be a lot safer in that respect. Tap to pay is much safer. No, that's um, now, whether it's Android or it's uh, iPhone, iOS tap to pay, or whether it's Samsung's tap to pay. And, and the reason I say that, it's not so much that you won't still maybe have a fraudulent charge at some point. Mm-hmm. All of these tap to pays, the merchant is not getting your actual credit card number. And that's even tap to pay on the actual card too, right? No. Um, okay, so tap to pay, yeah, they are. If you're using your card and you have the little tap to pay mm-hmm. symbol on your card, that is the card number, and the merchant okay. is getting. Okay. With your smartphones, um, the merchant is not getting the actual credit card number. They're actually kind of charging back the service, whether it's Apple, whether it's Android. They're charging a number that's virtual. Gotcha, okay. Um, with those carriers. Um, iPhones use a uh, one-use token mm-hmm. to yeah. do that. Um, Android, and I think Samsung as well, or I should say Google, and, and uh, Samsung, they, they use a, a virtual credit card that's assigned to that account, so it's, and they, they, they turn around and charge you, right. Google does, or Samsung. Um, but on the card, the tap to pay it, it is inherently no more secure than swiping your card. Really? Okay. Well, because there your merchant's getting the number. Now, okay. I don't know of tap to pay skimmers. Right. Okay. And in fact, I don't know of skimmers that can do chip and pin. Okay. I'm not the authority on this, though. Well, I think a lot of but the pin... Um, what usually they were saying, the skimmers are the magnetic stripe uh, what, swipers. What this lady was talking about, she says they generally have a camera hidden somewhere. Uh, she says these cameras are no larger than buttons, and they'll be somewhere, and they will basically see you. And this is what she goes around for our area fighting. So they're just looking time. for the number on the physical card as it's passing past the camera. Well, uh, she's talking about... She, according to her, it skims it when you insert your card, and then they also have a camera to pick up your number, the number that you are punching in. Oh, like your zip code? To go, like a lot of times they ask for a zip, zip code. Zip code or, or your four-digit PIN or mm-hmm. whatever. Cause, and that's what she was talking about. So, like, that's why I was wondering, like, tap to So, if it a is safer. a chip card, are you then a lot safer just by keeping your number covered as you're typing it That's in? what she was saying. She said at least if you do that, you know, make sure you cover that really, really well when you're typing that in because you don't know where in the world they hide those things. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the best ways to kind of prevent these things from happening and, and prevent, you know, identity theft anyway? Well, there's not a lot you can do when... 
it's medical institutions, yeah. schools, things like that, that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe have a valid uh, data set on you, you know, and they lose it. Mm-hmm. There's a data breach. There's not a lot you can do about that. Um, otherwise, it's just, it's just a matter of being mindful of where you're sharing your personal information. Yeah. Where are you putting in that Social Security uh, uh, number? Um, cash is a great thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know um, it's hard to steal your identity for now, using cash. You know, yeah. but just just being mindful. You know, um, not not swiping your card and giving it to every single website yeah. that you may see. I mean, I, I agree that like some of these really big retail chains like Amazon, Walmart, whatever they're they're kind of stifling small business. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, when you use your credit cards there, I mean, if anybody's going to know how to do it securely over the web, it's Amazon yeah. and Walmarts and yeah. things like that. True. Um, versus going to, uh, you know, a little mom and pop's website, so to speak, where you can tell they paid somebody else to design the site and then they want your credit card information. Yeah. You know, and are they taking it securely? Is it PCI compliant? That kind of stuff. As a teenager, is identity theft something that I need to worry about? Yeah, because oh, oh um, pretty much everyone needs to be worried about identity mm. theft. Um, I've read articles, um, and I apologize for not having them in front of me. Well, but, it was just uh, asked. So. Yeah, but uh, but I've I've read articles and and seen stories of of kids who have already you know by the age of five, six, seven, eight, whatever, already have ruined credit records. Yeah, uh, because folks have stolen identities, stolen social security numbers. Um, read another article. Um, where uh, one security researcher purported that kids' social security numbers go for as little as $2 on the dark web. Mm. So, you know, you get a name, you get a social security number, you get a home address, you're not too far right there from a credit application. Yeah. How in the world there's no age background check thing on a social security? I, I don't understand because I'm not sitting there trying to steal identities. Um, but, yeah, yeah, any age... Uh, could be a victim of identity theft. I know I had seen one where somebody had actually caught it early that their three-year-old had credit. And it was before that it was ruined. But that was something that an expert was telling that guy was that, hey, yeah, people get their, they get their social security numbers, then they build credit, and then they ruin the credit. <laughs> so that, that actually happened to my cousin uh, in the late 90s. I don't even think he was... He might have been 18 at the time. Mm. I don't even remember if he was 18. And this is the late 90s, you know, before the proliferation proliferation of tech and the Internet and everything. Um, somebody down in Wilmington, because they actually – he uh, we, we live in the, in the Piedmont of North Carolina, in the central part of North Carolina. And someone down off the coast of North Carolina had, had – they traced it back, stolen his Social Security number, got just enough information, and ruined his credit. Wow. Um, I mean, he wasn't able to get credit cards. He wasn't able to get loans, anything like that. Uh, and took took well he, he never really got it squared away he passed yeah. early yeah um so i mean even even in passing his credit rating was ruined mm. um so you said he worked he tried fighting against well, that they, for like a couple years yeah 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 they, yeah. they tried so I, i'm, can I'm really, sure things are different now i'm yeah. sure that getting your identity back so to speak and repairing your credit may not take years it might take one or two but i gotta imagine by now it's become such a common thing that the methods to maybe restore that credit uh, have improved as well, I would hope. Yeah. So, I, so we can be careful 
where we give our personal information. We can be careful where we use our cards and stuff like that. We can go back to like we talked about in the last podcast with, uh, with you who was talking about Bitwarden and using stuff like that to have really good, strong passwords, uh, make things harder on people to get that. Don't be gullible. Don't fall for, you know, phishing scams or anything along those lines, you know, stay on top of our credit report, paying attention to things, making sure that things aren't on there, stay on top of our credit card, uh, and, uh, bank account information, make sure that people aren't, you know, but like, that's about as much as you can do, isn't it? As far as I know, yes. Um, one other thing that you said that was brought to mind, I do know that companies that may have your social security number on record, mm-hmm. banks, things like that, they will not ask for it over the phone. Right. They may ask for the last four for, yeah. for proving identity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you got somebody on the phone asking for your full social security number, that's an immediate red flag, even yeah. if they say they're from your bank. Yeah. Because um, technically, I think even in the bank, uh, most of the folks that will work will say tech support or work to call center um, they won't even have access to anything other than the last four of your social. So yeah, just just don't trust anybody. Yeah, <laughs> just we're we're to that place. <laughs> don't don't trust. Podcast. Don't trust anyone. Don't you know, it, it's funny because we kind of do that self defense wise too. It's like don't don't be gullible. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Don't just completely trust people out of the blue. Don't trust anyone, but don't be paranoid. <laughs> Next podcast should be sponsored by Reynolds Wrap, and we should all show how to make our tinfoil hats. (laughs) (laughs) Aluminium Uh. foil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but okay. Uh, Another thing, I guess you can like lock down your credit. You can put a, you know, you can call the three credit bureaus and Mm -hmm. actually put a freeze on your credit, but that means you can't apply for anything you know, while that's That's, going on and stuff like that. So if you really, really want to do that, that is something that you can do as well. You can use, well, I don't want to say LifeLock. Well, I was going to say, there, there is an app that I use um, that I can't remember. It was my bank that suggested it to me. Maybe some, some legitimate firm suggested it to me. It's called Credit Karma. Oh, yeah, I have heard of them, yeah. With a K, K-A-R-M-A, M-A, K-A-R-M-A, anyway. And I don't feel too weirded out by what they've asked. They've asked for just enough information uh, to find me on Equifax, um, was it TransUnion? Am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever the third one is. Um, and, and I actually get monthly credit reports. They're watching everything. And yeah. so they're telling me when a new line of credit is opened, you know, which is, which is one of those telltale signs of identity theft, is all of a sudden somebody's opened up a credit card and you're like, what is this? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's one idea. That's, that's about the only uh, monitoring tool I use is Credit Karma. And it's free so far, so I don't know how they're making their money, which is why I get selling a little your bit. information. Yeah, that's why I get a little bit. Uh, but it was like it was my. It's either my. It was my bank. Is when I applied for the new credit card at my bank, they said to use it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of was like, well, okay, we'll look. But yeah, yeah, credit card. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Um, I don't know. I've always been a little, uh, a little worried to kind of dip my toe in those waters. Yeah. A little bit, to be honest with you. All right, guys. Well, as we're wrapping this up, we want to bring out, it is nice and warm outside. Uh, in here, I like to keep things cool, so everybody's in hoodies except for me. Uh, but it is nice and warm outside. If you guys want to get out and do some stuff, check out Broad Out. Uh, you can go to impactgear.live slash outdoor. They have a lot of really nice outdoor gear and stuff like that that you guys can check them out. Yep, that is impactgear.live slash outdoor. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcasts, rate us, and please, please, please write a review. Also, you don't have to go to Apple Podcasts. 
you can go over to Audible. We are on Audible. You can write a review there. Can you write reviews at Audible? Yes, you can. Oh. I, I, I was testing it out up there. I almost did. Oh, oh! you almost left a I review. I almost left a review. You almost left a review for our own podcast. Okay. Come on, guys, just review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys can also actually uh, tell others about us. That really helps us out and support the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. Just use that link in the description. And, uh, yeah, visit our website, impactdefense.online. Check out our courses, articles, merch, and so much more. If you have any topic suggestions, you can leave them there. You can leave them on comments on YouTube videos, or you can send them right over to Brian at impactoffense.online. All right, guys, we will see you in the next one. See you.